Welcome to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be going through another debaucherous Saturday night loss to the Lions. The upcoming clash against the Dons this Friday night at the SCG, as well as everything else Sydney Swans. I'm Benny Andrew in the driver's seat once again, joined as always by Dave Baxter and Madison Clark. Gentlemen, talk to me. You've just got that air about you when you sit in that seat. Just <laughs> look at him. It's nice to have him up and about, though. <laughs> everyone, everyone brings their own flavour. It Correct. does, and it's uh, it's lovely to have you back, Benny. Uh, no, I shouldn't say back. You were here last week, but we love having you in the driver's seat, mate. And at this tough time for the club, it's good to bring a bit of positivity to the group. So that's what we're about tonight, Debs. I think we are. Look, we we have to look at the positives that are coming out of the games that we're playing, or else we'll uh, we'll drive ourselves crazy. That's for sure. Correct. But um, there were some good things to take out of the weekend. Obviously, I'm still not overly happy with what's going on, but definitely we have to take some positives and we'll go from there, fellas. What did you think were the positives, Benny? I can certainly think of the negatives. Yes, well, (laughs) I'll I'll certainly start there because I am a bit of a pessimist in that sense. Yeah, I'll start start us off with Georgie Hewitt. That yeah, was he was yep. a jet. He was fantastic. That was, it was great to see him yeah. um, get some pill. Yeah, Neil got a bit of his own um, ball. Like he, he didn't he's nullify. Always going, he's his always going eff- to. Didn't nullify his effect on the game as such. But it was great to see George in and under. I think he had 20-plus contested possessions where we're lacking at the moment. That's what I was talking about the other week. Um, yeah. And I think we all agreed. When George has a, a very defined role, he comes into his own. And look, lo and behold, he got... 20 contested That's positions. It. And he's probably yeah. taken the points on the evening, if we're, if we're honest. Yeah. So in he, terms of what Lockie Neal can yeah. do, how damaging he can be, I'd say he, uh, he he took the chocolates for sure. Yeah, so that's a great win for George and good to get a player like that back into f- some form because those players with some experience um, of playing our brand of footy, uh, they're going to be so important to us this year with bre- breeding that young crop that are, that are coming through. Players like George, they're sort of they're not your A graders, but they're they're definitely that contribution to the side. It, it can't be um, taken. We need it. Well, it's now. guys like that that need to step up in these situations, right? And it's very very disappointing to to see Harry Cunningham go down because he's been one he's of those the guys. Same milk. Yeah, he's a, yeah, correct. Exactly right. I don't know if it's so much that it's important, but I think there's a real opportunity to stand up in these in these kinds of times. Be the be the role player. Be the player who who you go. You know what, geez, like we're getting done. We're six. We're one and six. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my job and I'm going to be the least of con- I'm going to be the least of concerns when it comes to the selectors. Yeah. Well, Ben, for mine, for yours, Mads, Tom Papley, mate, four goals, three, eighteen touches, four, and. <sighs> He's just, you, you talk about opportunities. He, it's his first year in the leadership group, I believe. God, hasn't he paid that back in spades? He's just stepped up like no one would have thought he would have had the ability to. It's phenomenal to see. He's really come on, hasn't he? Yep. Dave? He's really come on. He has, and he's flourishing in the midfield role. He's playing a role when he does go forward that's probably one of the hardest on our team, the way we're playing at the Absolutely. moment. Absolutely. Delivery is forward. shocking. Mm-hmm. That half forward role, um, along with the forward pressure, he's just playing some exciting football. That's for sure. Yeah, his execution's been great, but the thing that I'm loving the most is he's just bringing that 
I mean, it's almost silly to say, given that he hasn't been in the side for that long, but that trademark Tom Papley intensity. He's just throwing himself at absolutely everything. And whenever you look at him, he's sucking in the big ones. You know he's been working hard. And do you know what? Opposition supporters hate him. They hate him because Why wouldn't you? Because you'd want him. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's and, what that's and, the mark of a good player. And what about the courage that he shows as well? Dead when he went back with oh, the flight in the last quarter mm, and then yeah. came back on as well. It's that's they're the type of acts that can lift the footy side. It's that Dan Hannabury style of playing. It really. is. And that yeah, with Hannah's not at the club anymore, there there's gotta be players that step up into that courage hard nut courageous hard nut stuff. And perhaps he's given that, as Benny said, in spades at the moment. And it's it's good to see. And hopefully perhaps can keep hitting the, the scoreboard like he does and getting involved in that midfield group as well. thought it was a reasonable return from Will Hayward also. Definitely. I thought he was, he was prominent enough as a, uh, as a forward. I was, I was pretty stoked with how he came back into Agreed. the side. And I look forward to hopefully seeing a little bit more from him as he, uh, as he runs his way back into it. There's not too many games where he goes without hitting the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. He's always going to find the goals. And, and he's yeah. a bloody reliable kick. Oh, he is. Mate. Arguably, just, arguably the, our most accurate forward. Textbook. Textbook. Just he's got his rhythm. He's got his, uh, he's got his routine. Correct. He just follows it. And it's a really beautiful kicking action. Absolutely. Uh, what did you make of Isaac Heaney? That's... He pretty much played the game that I didn't want him to play. Uh, that I discussed on the pod last week. He floated between the midfield and the forward line. And lo and behold, 20 disposals, one goal. So mm-hmm. he's not, not so damaging in the midfield, not racking him up, not you know worrying opposition players. And he's also not troubling the scorer too, too often. So again, we have one of the most elite players in the competition. Most and he's being used Poorly. That, that is just, you, you cannot argue. 20 and 1 is not good enough output from Isaac Haney. It's, it's and it's not his fault. It's ineffective. Yes, correct. Completely ineffective. But you see the class of the man, how he kicked that goal in the second quarter. I think it was sort of taking it, getting, getting the ball, the, the hard ball get. He even could have taken a bounce and the, the classy kick out of the pack for the 50 metre running goal. That's the class that Isaac Heaney brings. And once again, there's too much time being spent forward for mine. We've, we've got to pull the pin on him, as we said last week. Give him that midfield time. And he's going to give it back to us. He, In spades. Absolute spades, boys. And we we need it. We need Heaney in there. We need our guns up and firing, or else it's going to be a long, long, long year, and it's already looking that way. So we need, we need those positives going for us. thought Mills was better. Yeah. Still marked, in, marked improvement. Uh, yeah, marked improvement. At the same time, you know, it was never going to be a uh, was never going to be you know, zero to hero. No, but he still the the body language frustrates me a little bit. Again, I know everybody develops Debs at a different sort of you know paces, but he just seems off. There just seems something wrong with him. I uh, tell me if you agree with this, Debs. I'd go bugger it this weekend, stick him in the middle. Yeah, we do need to get him involved or up and going as such. It's definitely that clear body language that is it's on show for everyone to see. He just looks a bit off. Coming off that year that he had that first year where 
as we've proclaimed him on this show, the Rolls Royce. The Rolls Royce. He is nothing like that at the moment. I must say he was pretty good by foot on the weekend, I yep, thought. better. Definitely yeah, better. He yeah. went at over 80% efficiency. So, look, they, that shows he's still thinking about what he's doing and he's not panicking with the pill. But he's definitely – he's not at his best. And once again, that those the ilks of, of uh, Heaney and Mills, they're the guys we need up and running. They're, they're the ones that we've got to – they the new generation, Deeps. They, they are. It's they the are. future of our club, Deeps. You're not wrong, Madison. You're not wrong, and they're they're bloody important to us, boys. Well, he's hoping we get a few more yards out of him again this week just so that, you know, we can start to build that confidence in him. Uh, thought that JPK was Bull, pretty awesome. Bullish, as always. Yeah, absolutely. He was just um, doing exactly what he does. I think he was good for 31-1. and one. Yep. Parker as well. Yeah, was good when he had good it. In, good in periods. Yeah, correct. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Whenever he whenever he actually got his hands on it, he was a great user. Um, would have would usual would always prefer that he has had twenty a few as more well. Than just twenty. Yeah. yeah, I'm still impressed with what is doing as well. Oh, down bloody yeah. He's just the way he can read the ball, and I'll keep saying it. It's second to none, and that's what makes him so effective. And how he, he makes those quick decisions to uh, that short forty-five kick and sort of try slice through that um, that pressure defense that teams try bring. Elias getting the job done back there, and he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, and he's going to become a, a serious sort of centre half back. That's for sure, an attacking centre half back, which you don't see very often. So. I mean, you look at the numbers here. Yes, Ben. We've got George, George with 34, Kennedy with 31. Lloyd, well, we won't include his numbers. Um, I mean, you're whacking Lloydy lately. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not you'll, he was, you'll like, he was better this week. Yeah, no, he was. You'll yeah. see where I'm going with Righto. this, though. I'm not going to include it. Righto. Then you've got Henny with 20, Parker with 20. I'll include Jones and Papley with 18 each. Call midfield group. Cool. Why are we still losing ground balls? Why, week after week, are we still losing contested ball? Because nothing is going to change, boys, until we start winning our own fucking pill. Yeah, and it was a big discrepancy this week. It was 40-odd. Mate, it was... I'm pretty sure it was like 60 odd. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I've been... All my chat during the week's been about 60, (laughs) but I'll just double-check that. Boys, if we're losing by... I know you're right. Sorry, contested possessions, 42. That's a player and a half. Yeah. That's a gun. In fact, that's two players. That's two guns. 20, if, you're, if you've got a bloke on your side who's getting 20, 20 contested possessions a game, that's two players. Yeah, you can't kill it as in that's what George has had that's on the weekend. That's what George yeah. had on the weekend. So 20 plus contested posies. But yeah, they, we're getting whacked around the ball and yeah, not too many teams can play a brand where they're consistently getting beaten in the middle like that and around the ground we're probably and, the only one and get the results well, I'd argue I'd argue there was there would be none um, you, you can't have that much of a differential with contested footy yeah, and there is one game. team you there is one team but I just can't think of it who consistently lost the contested pit. Hawthorne the Hawthorne sides of the past consistently lost um, contested ball but they went to the, the strategy of keeping Keeping, keeping the ball off, keeping they weren't playing off. out. They were playing a exactly, game plan. exactly right. There and that a is cohesive game plan. Yeah. And everyone tried to play that footy, and that's and the Hawks are still way better at it than anyone else. And that's why they won four flags in the time that they did. Interestingly um, enough, from 05 until last year, we were consistently in the top five teams for the whole year contested footy. Yeah, and that's gone and down. And lo and behold, lo and behold, we're playing finals footy. 
playing in grand finals. Oh, they're, they're, it's no secret. You've got to win contestive, yeah. contested ball unless you're playing some freak game plan like the Hawks did. But, you yeah. know, people would, people would come to the SCG. Teams would come to the SCG and go, Jesus Christ, we're either going to lose or we're not going to blow them out of the water and it's going to be a very, very tough, hotly contested footy. And look at the, look at how it is now. So it's well, it's no secret. Even, this is what we got to do. Even if we were challenged on contested ball, we've had the the cohesion of our backline to rely on. But now that backline is currently missing: Jared McVeigh, Smooch, Nicky Smith, and, and big news Red. on him during the week. Yeah, massive. Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. And um, you got Malikan down there as well, who's sort of. <laughs> Take away one. Okay. Player. Well, Melican Mills has come along a little bit, but again, bereft of confidence. Realistically, the two shining lights of our back line that are operating as you would expect are Dane Rampy and Alia. So if we're not winning contested ball, pretty much with how quick these the game's moving this year, it's going straight inside fifty. And consistently the inside 50 count on the weekend, another major concern. We're just whacking two two players behind the pill during normal play, and the ball just repeatedly comes in. We bomb it out, comes back in. I think it was 67 to 40-odd yep. inside 50s. And you're just not going to win the games. We, we won so many lucky games last 37 year. 37 inside 50s we were down. 37. It's ridiculous. I mean, 77 to 40. It's nearly double. That, that, discrepan- double. that discrepancy double. is not seen in modern footy very often. Nope. And we've only got done by 20 points. And that says a lot. Well, that's where the quality of the list comes in. And this is a conversation we were having off air with AD upstairs. What, you know, why is it, why, you know, how do you put your finger on it? Well, you know, mate, like the most frustrating thing is we've still got the list. Like the list is incredible and the execution is actually still quite good depending, despite the fact we always, we keep talking about the skill errors. But at the end of the day, boys, like we are just so directionless at contests. But I, I do. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And we've, we've talked about that to death. But you, you said it yourself. If any, any football club... You take out their three best defenders, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, mm. and that's where a lot of the direction comes from, right? Yeah. Because you set up, well, you set up, line, kicking, for sure. yeah, you set up when you kick in. That's when we we I don't know about you guys, but I feel it's very concerning when we're kicking in, even with Jake Lloyd, with how good he is by foot. I feel very nervous when we're kicking in. It just doesn't look like we have you know, much of a clue. It, no clue. It's just it's either predictably straight down the line to a contest which we inevitably lose, or um, making other poor choices. And and I just feel that didn't happen when you had guys like Smooch and McVeigh and Grundy there. So you want to you want to put start to put your finger on sort of where why we're directionless. Of course, we've all talked about how we we don't like the game plan and we don't like the way it's coming uh, coming down from the coach's box. But I think that's something that that has real merit to say. Well, why are we directionless? Well, we've, we're missing our three bloody generals that have done it for so long, and that's part of the reason why we've been so successful for so long. Yeah, and we touched on it last week, and that's sort of where I put my finger on the reason for Mills lacking a bit of form is because he's very dependent on those three that we just talked about. There's probably 600 games there, and yeah. they are the people who tell people where to go. And you, you hear about it, I actually listen And they've won flags as well. 
Yeah, I actually listened to the conversations with Cal with Jared McVeigh on there and just sort of listening to how he generals the players around. I think he, he had a bad week or something and um, he, he went off at, at Grundy and someone else and sort of, but like that's what he does. He, he gets the troops into order yep. and, and it can't, we've been talking about it for the last two years. People have been saying McVeigh's done, but it just shows the importance that he's had. Um, What's the role? Hodge plays at Brisbane as well. Exactly right. And it, it can't be underrated, and mm. it's it it pays massive dividends having players like that for sure. So that in terms of putting your finger on it, I think that's that's a really good place to start. Yeah, that yeah, that's a, that's where the issues are. And but it, look, hopefully it's only a sort of season or two where they can get some um, continuity going in that back six again. You know, Rampy's stepping up, Aaliyah's stepping up, and hopefully they can drag a few other players along with them. Hopefully Malikan can pull his finger out because he's still sort of he, he's, <laughs> bloody need him too. He, he's yeah. just ticking along, and but the the problem is we're we're stuck for the, that sort of large backline player, I guess. So yeah. for the uh, for the gorilla, for the that's it. Into the votes, there, boys. Tell me if you have any objections to this. But uh, I've got one vote for Will Hayward. Thought that was a pretty solid effort to come back. Two goals, one had a bit of scoreboard impact. I was. Pretty happy with that. Deeble, two for Aaliyah. Yes. Very Agreed. solid up back, 100%. Three votes for Kennedy. Enough said. 31 and a, and a goal. Scoreboard impact. Four votes for Paps. Could could easily have taken the five. Could have, but it, it, would, have, it yeah. would have been robbery to take five away from, uh, hey, from our yeah, old friend Tommy. Georgie boy. Our, our, our good mate Tommy, his man, George, taking home the five votes. Very good. Um, Leaderboard, 14 for Lloyd, 12 for Kennedy, 10 for Jones, and Heaney, 8 for Parker, 7 for Sinclair, Dawson, and Aaliyah, 6 for Franklin, Rampy and Paps, 5 for Florent and George. Just quickly, Dawson has a future in our side. Yes, he does. In a big way. That's a great call. In a big way. I really, yeah, probably stiff. There, there's a couple of players that could have competed. Oh, he was quieter. He was could have quieter. competed for the for that for that one vote yep. though. But yeah, I, I really like Jordan yep. Dawson. Love him. Really like him. Really, really like him. Should we take a break? I think so. Sounds good, boys. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans band podcast. G'day guys, it's Rob and Adrian from Podular Media. I run The Sash, a filthy Essendon podcast. And I run The Debrief, a snobby Melbourne podcast. But don't hold that against us. We help create true bloods. Even though I still have nightmares about Gary Rowan. And even though we haven't beaten the Swannies in almost a decade. But these blokes are the real deal of South Melbourne heritage. And we got off the ground because we love good footy content. So if you're a fan of the Swannies and True Bloods or you just love podcasts and you want to learn more about how Podular Media can help create a podcast for you or your business, call 0488-055-14 or email adrian at podularmedia.com. Imagine if Troy Luff had his own podcast. No, 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 mate. Imagine if LRT had a podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to True Bloods. Welcome back to True Bloods. 
bit of social engagement for the start of our second seg as per Madison. We don't mind it at all, do we? We love a bit of engagement from the faithful deeps. We do, we do and they've absolutely got around it, boys. The Plenty of engagement on this post. Plenty. We put to you, True Blood's faithful, we've been here before. What's your first move this week if you're John Longmire? Mads, did you have, uh, did you have something that you like? I did. Um, well, this one stuck out at me. Adrian AJ, geez, you must be fun at parties, mate. His comment was not listening oh, here we go. to unqualified experts on social media. Mads whack of the week. Whack of Adrian. the week? Whack of the week, here it is. Are you serious? You, you cannot sit there and say that our club is doing any better. <laughs> and they're professionals, mate. So... I think it's open up. Everybody can have a say. I think that's outrageous to not think that the faithful are qualified to make calls on this football club. That's it. Well, clearly... Everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Does AJ tune into the podcast? Well, you we... are a wet blanket. Probably not. As a wa- he, if he had tuned in, he would have known he was going to get a whack. As a wise man once said, just speak words of wisdom. <laughs> up the swanies. Up the swanies. And, that, and that's, that's <laughs> as simple as it needs to be kept, boys. Uh, I liked the input from uh, Matty Dodman. Uh, Chief needs a chop out. Bring Cameron in, for God's sakes. Bit of dash off half back with the Irish coming back into the side. More youth at the expense of Jack. Results are irrelevant now. We all just want to see effort, development, and a more daring game plan. Yeah, and that's, I, I think can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think that was pretty. Pretty bang Pretty on. concise. Well, us here at True Bloods, we've been calling for the Darcy Cameron thing for the past month. Like, we no we no shit. Have. It's been a month. We and, and look, he must have done some with Horse's wife. I'm not too sure, but he's definitely out He's of, nowhere near. <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely out of favour. I don't know what he said to Horse's child, but he's yeah. obviously, yeah, he's, not, he's, in, he's in the bad books. I think the, um, the O'Reardon thing is probably getting as close to Darcy Cameron. As well, like that—that that man is a genuinely good footballer. Oh, he's coming back in this week. He had forty-one Surely. in that near this week. So, Oriadne's a pretty, pretty good uh, replacement for Cunningham, who's going to out sort of four to six, I think, with his adductor. Mm. So, it's a no-brainer there. Yep. So we've got—I've uh, gone with Andrew Nagel this week. He's gone Heaney. Nice. He's a usual contributor. He is—he is a regular contributor, and we love our red regulars. So keep contributing, boys. So he's gone with Heaney into the midfield. Honestly, don't care if he's the only one who looks like taking a contested mark. Back in Reed, and if he, and if you're not confident, give him a spell in the twos. Don't waste our talent where the ball when the ball isn't down there, which is what we're calling for Heaney in the middle. So that, that's very wise words from from Nags. Correct. There. Very happy. So um, we're going to head into the the. The faithful game that we'd like to play. Our and, new favourite. And and what what is that, Mads? Who wears who wore true bloods? Yes, great stinger there, boys. Uh, Benny, where was your involvement there, bud? Oh, sorry. I thought that was just a, uh, a bit of a duet. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah. boys. So it's a, a game that we like to play. Tommy likes to play it out the back when he's having a few beers with his mates. So is that he that might do. be what he's doing right now. So it's obviously here. the current player who wears this number again. and then a past player who, was, who wears this number. Okay. So who wears who wears number nine for the Sydney Will Hayward. Oh, that was close. I think, I think I'm going to give it to Benny. Oh. Yeah, I think he just got in there. 
It's outrageous. Yeah, tight. We do we do have a replay. We might have to go to that. So anyway. And then who wears who wore number nine? Nick Malcheski. Nice. Yes, but no. Nice. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh. So who had it before? Yes. Okay. Oh Jesus. This is stretching. Yeah, it is. Oh. Is it Paddy Vest Premier? No. No. Nah. Well well no, because Talk to me. I'll try to give you... No, because Nick Belcheski made his debut like early 2000s, didn't he? Or, or mid-2000s? Yeah, then he was up at the Gold Coast very early. Remember that? Oh, someone between... Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Born in, born in 88. Jeez. Tell me, tell me, are they obscure? They sound obscure. They sound obscure. They, <laughs> because if they're not at the club pretty, anymore... I'm pretty sure he, he featured last year on Obscure. Don't hold me to that though. Jeez, played for multiple. Oh. It's clubs. turned into obscure swan all of a this sudden. Has. Yes, yeah. So it's a it has. Can you? All right. Well, let's yeah. let's just let's just be malleable, unlike horse, and and just agile and change this a little bit. That's Give it. us a clue. Give us one clue. So he, he's played for multiple clubs, mm-hmm. um, and he went to Collingwood once he left us. Oh, Tony Armstrong. No, damn it. Twenty seven. Uh, uh, Armstrong. Trent Tennis Lane. No. He went, no, to, he went to he Skilda. Went to Sorry, Kilda. he went to Skilda. Hey, no, yeah. Uh, Tony, uh, right. Uh, Played him. And then, went to, and then went to Collingwood after oh, us. Yes. And then went to Collingwood. It does have the uh, odd tattoo. Uh, Jesse oh, Jesse White. Yes. Damn it. Benny. Damn it. Benny. Four from four. <laughs> Damn it. Good work. Good work. That's it. Mads is, Mads is going to be going over the pod during the week and he's going to be listening and just re- like. Back 15 yeah, seconds yeah, on just, just to see if he really did yeah, get picked see, on I, the first I, one. I reckon Benny might have started first and then Mads finished it first. I don't know. but mm, That's all right. I'll, I'll, let, it, I'll let him have it. I'll That's let him it. have it. That's it. Come back bigger and better next week, Mads. I will. I reckon I've already got I reckon I've already got it for next week, boys. I know exa- I reckon I know the exact pairs that I'm going after too. Very Jeez. nice. So I'll be, if I'm you, boys. I'll, I'll be, be doing my research. You can go and tell that. Absolutely. Um. I am just going to pull you up on something, though. Jesse White. Yeah. 18. 18. Oh, it says not nine on the website. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a coup. Well, it's a coup. Because I'm not going to lie. So when you said Tats, yeah. previous players, Tats, was he number nine for, at, at Collingwood. for Collingwood? Have a look on there. It is down the bottom of the page there. Bottom one. Bottom left. He was yeah, number nine no, for look, us. Yeah, maybe. No, he was 18 for Collingwood. Would, yeah. No, I don't know because sure. he was he was number eight. I'm almost positive he was number him. eighteen for us as well because he was yeah, at look, the club while Mel Chesky was Sig- at the club. No, but he was at the club when Sinclair was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sinclair was eighteen, hundred percent. So he's got to be number nine. That's what I'm saying. Sinclair's number eighteen. Mm, okay. So there. and he's been there. He's been there a while. You know, to easily, yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah okay. Time yeah. So yeah. maybe it was number nine. Yeah, just take take your number nine, Benny. You, you're two <laughs> you from just, the, just just take, take the goddamn W. Oh, just oh, oh, look. You, I would rather dirty. win. I would rather win clean and fair <laughs> than win dirty. Yeah, okay. Exactly right, mate. Because if there's anyone who'd never let you bloody forget about it, it'd it's be blokes and Tommy. But Tommy's the least. <laughs> Tommy's of my, not here. Tommy's the least of anyone's. Yeah, Tommy. Well, Tommy. Tommy. Was he number nine? Was he number nine? <laughs> Where's the encyclopedia? God, I'll tell you what. He'd bloody know, wouldn't he? Oh, mate. He'd know. He would. He would have dominated that game. Actually. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's probably a good thing that he's not here in the sense that we actually all have a chance now. 
<laughs> we all have an opportunity outside the video when he's when he's hosting. So Benny, yeah, Benny's coming into a bit of form in the who wears who wears. That's two from two. He cleaned me up last week. Mads this week. So another scalp. Another, another scalp, scalp for Benny. And uh, fortunately for you both. I'll be hosting next week, so it'll be time for it'll be someone else's turn. Let's hope Tommy's unavailable again <laughs> hey, next um, week. Now we're playing a, a football club that most of us quite despise next week, and we happen to work for a uh, an organisation that do a podcast about that club. I reckon we could uh, possibly have him on in the next segment, couldn't we? We could have Rob bashing down the door for the next seg. Holy hell! I'm going to need a breather before that happens. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods, Mads, you called it. Joining us in the Podular Media in the Studios, Robbie. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Robbie, why don't, see you, you all. why don't you inform the True Bloods faithful who rightly will have forgotten who you are? Uh, so I host the Sash podcast, which is a, a dirty Essendon podcast, <laughs> which you know by the ad- advertising that runs on the show every single week. Uh, and yeah, good friends of you all. And oh, he, friends he, is a stretch. Acquaintances. <laughs> Oh, oh my mic's just fallen off the stand as I continue to talk. Who set this up? Probably me. Uh, I'm friends with Madison, and then I was uh, one of the masterminds by assembling this operation. So. You were, you were, and we're, we're very grateful for yeah. it, and I'm sure the uh, maybe True just, Blood's faithful about maybe it. Just turn, maybe just turn my mic off for a minute, mate, while I do some maintenance and have a chat amongst yourselves. Jesus. This is this is just live podcasting right now, isn't it? Um, no, he uh, he brought us all together. Rob, Rob knew me, and... Adrian, who hosts the debrief, knows Tommy, and uh, Tommy knows two me. became one, and uh, now and, I know, and I know Debs. There you go. That's <laughs> it. It's all about networking, isn't it, boys? It's not what you know; it's who you know. So, uh, diving in, gents, we have got an upcoming match against the Dons this Friday night, and once Robbie is good to go. Jeez, you I'm, know, I'm you know we in. could have just paused. I'm, I'm back in. No, 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 no. It's all about the live podcasting. Now. It's all about going live. And I'm back in. I'm back in. All right. Welcome. Um, well, well, let's let's chuck to Rob first. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you feeling, Well, mate? previously, because correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it would have been quite a scary thought in years gone by to, to travel up to the Harbour City. Absolutely. And uh, face us on our home deck. It's definitely not a happy hunting ground for us in past history. I know we ran you close in 2017, that mid-season game, the famous... That Gary, faithful evening. The Gary Rowan game that I don't want to go into. Uh, but other than that, I can't think of a time that we've really run you close, even in the last 10 years up there. Like, I'd be going back to Paul Salmon era that I can think mm. about as beating you, and that I was think, at uh, I ANZ. Think, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. it beat us at ANZ a, a couple of times. Yeah, there was one where... Uh, I. Th- I can't remember who it was, but the Essendon player kicked it and he was clearly out of bounds and then we kicked a goal yep. and won the game by a couple of points. And I remember that one, but it's not hasn't been a happy hunting ground because obviously you guys have been pretty good for a period of time and we've been pretty shit. So, um, yeah, not, my, not good memories. Um, my crowning memory of wins against Essendon was Courtney Dempsey playing on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in that pocket with my dad and... 
Dad's usually a pretty relaxed footy goer, but he just stood up. We're like, what are you doing, Courtney? And like when, when you get first name from the old man, it usually means he's pretty upset. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, damn, he's playing all right. But when he started yelled out, oh, Courtney, I was like, geez, dad's not happy. Happy. That was a very quiet, <laughs> very quiet tram ride on the 75 from Docklands after that. Courtney, run. Courtney, run. <laughs> run. Run, mate. You've played on. You might as well. Go. Go, son. And uh, we lost. Yeah, no. Yeah, I still remember how hard you guys came back that night. That Ooh. was, yeah, that, I, I was I was up in the gods. We, we capitulated was, a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, was which that, unfortunately was sort of was that, characteristic. Was that Heard Essendon or was that Matthew Knight's Essendon? I think it was Knight's. Okay, yeah. When we were just scoring 100 goals but conceding 102. 150. 150, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> gee, it was good to watch and then you're like... All offence, yeah. no defence. Yeah, they're like, gee, they're scoring a lot of goals too. This probably isn't the most viable style. Whereas you guys are all defence and you're just like, yeah, mop it up, mop it up, mop it up and then score. So, yeah, well. Yeah, well, the Dons after a slow sta- uh, start this year, Rob, um, mm-hmm. they found a bit of form, won three in a row. Yep. And then uh, came up against a good side in Geelong last week. Um, that man, Dylan Shield, can play some footy. Shalsey, he's so explosive. I haven't seen an SM player be that quick on the inside in a long period of time. And as soon as he starts kicking straight... Yeah, you want him to hit a target as soon as he starts after hitting getting the hard ball. Yeah, as soon as he starts hitting targets regularly, we're going to be pretty hard to stop. He was very good in that North game, and I think people have glossed over how good he was in that game. He was yep. by far best on and was hitting guys lace out. They're, they're, they're not real bullet passes. They're more of a wobbly floater, but he was hitting targets nonetheless. <laughs> nonetheless. Nonetheless, he was hitting targets. But the, the thing I noticed, particularly in that Geelong game, is he. I think he has lost a little bit of confidence in his kicking because he, I think he handballed about 20 times to about 10 kicks, whereas the previous weeks it's been the other way around. And he's starting to develop this monkey on his back because he hasn't kicked a goal for us yet. And I think he's about maybe 10 points he's kicked. Oh, right. And a, L- a, the old Lewis Jetta. Yeah. Yeah. And a few, of, a few of them are like pretty gettable. Obviously the one in the Geelong game, he was hitting from pretty far out and I think Blitzhouse just got on the line. But... You can feel because every SN fan up, is going to yeah. lose it as soon as he kicks one. And I think it's just kind of snowballing and snowballing, I, getting a bit of a problem. I'll tell you as well, the I've never seen somebody cop as much media for mm. poor kicking efficiency yeah. than he did after Anzac Day. That, that probably put him back into his shell a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just because he's on the on the big contract and uh, he's, an e- he's an easy target because he's expected to be this whirlwind player and be the best ever. We've got a guy by the name of David Wilson who's on our Facebook who every single post on our social media will just go, we pay overs for shields with a D and an S. That's how he's spelling it. And then we'll be like, he's meant to be as good as James Hurd. I'm like, they're different players, mate. What are you on about? Um, so, yeah, David's a bit of a wild one. It's an interesting point you make about the sort of media attention on on shield. Um like we we have Sam Reed probably on eight hundred, oh. and and you don't even you Big don't contact. hear and you don't hear that he's when on you've got Shield having thirty plus every week. Yeah, his efficiency's off a bit. At least he's still getting it and being being useful. He's yeah. definitely in your top half a dozen. Oh, There's no he, doubt about that. In the uh, Sash Player of the Year awards, the prestigious award that it is, he's in the top three at the moment. So there you go. He's yeah. been consistently good in each game. I think apart from that GWS game where. No one was good, um, and we just didn't award votes because it wasn't worth it. <laughs> um, like he's yeah he's he's been involved and his I his inside work is like second to none for mine for some of the guys we've had in that club in past history. The last three years and at least the last two seasons I've done that podcast. The recurrent theme is we're shit at clearances. We're shit at clearances. 
the last three weeks, oh, we've won them. Dominated yeah. them. We've yeah. dominated the clearances. And it's like, okay, what's wrong now? Because that was always our problem. And now it's about what we do with it. Because I feel like he he's forming a nice little duo with Saki Mera at the moment. And then it's just about going to that next level, becoming the, that elite status, or even just bringing up some of the guys around you, like a Parrish or a McGrath, who've flirted with moments of going to that next level mm. but haven't quite got there yet. Sure. It's, a, it's a no-brainer. I think George goes to him this week. Got to nullify that influence inside and hopefully keep those contested numbers down, which we've already talked about tonight. We're just getting smacked in the contested ball yeah. every week by massive numbers. And Is he your tagger, George? Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. Uh, more uh, run even, with. So, even more so, he's the player that we need to just deliver a role Locks and just say, go do this. Yeah. From, like From what I've seen this year, I feel like – in terms of uh, the damage they've done when they've had the ball, Zach Merritt's a bit, I think, is more lethal with it. Mm. And I think it's nice for us now to have that kind of equation. Like, do you go to Zach or do you go to Shear? When yep. the past few years has just been lock Zach Merritt out of the game yep. and that's it. Maybe yep. Zaharakis might stand up, but, you know, Zaharakis loves a downhill skate. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be worried for you guys if it's like if you go after Shield too hard that Zachy might get off the chain. Get off yep. the chain. Yeah. I am uh, someone who concerns me and he's, he's a man I don't – Rate very highly, but uh, I tell you what, I've uh, learned to respect him this year is mm. uh, the man you call Paco. Oh, Stringer. Uh, I, don't, I don't rate him at all, uh, <laughs> Rob. I don't, I don't really like him, but geez, he can play footy. Yeah, he's got this uh, presence about him where if he just gets the ball within 30 metres of goal, you're like, he's going to kick one. Yep. That one yeah. he kicked in the forward pocket in Geelong where he just sort of, um, I can't remember who he sidestepped and then just went on to the left and put it through. It's that just level of... I'm not sure we call him a goal sneak. No, just well, he just knows where the goals are. He's, that. he's got great. He's got a great nose for the yeah, goals. Yeah, abs- he's an absolute threat. Brilliant footy mind. I'm. I'm really like to see what comes of him when we have our best forward set up. Yeah, because we haven't had that at all this year. We've only ever had one or two key forwards, and they're always mismatched. But when we've got two key forwards playing, ideally a McKernan and Danaher who are fit it means that he can just play that floating third forward role where he's so good at. Whereas I felt like, especially in that Geelong game, yeah. the amount of times that he's getting bombed to one-on-one, he's got Tom Stewart standing next to him who's like licking his lips going, there's no chance you're going to outmark me. He's an on-the-ground player. That's yeah. why he's at his best or on well, the Well, that's, that's yeah. the thing. He sort of reminds me of a powerful Alan Didak, really, yeah. when, when he floated forward. Um, and... Joe Danaher is another man that uh, I've been heavily uh, outspoken and critical of, mm. and I think he has gone from strength to strength since getting back on the park as well. You'd be happy with his improvement. Yeah, it's such an interesting one because like all preseason, just this mayor was like, he's no good, he's no good, he's yeah. no good, and then just something like, oh, he's back, he's playing gel tape, and then he gets hurt again, and we're like what the hell is wrong with this club? Like, why have they brought him back then so back early? back early for Anzac Day. Yeah, it was, baff- it was yep. baffling. All yep. smoke and mirrors, but he, he played two really good games of footy. Um, that contest against Darcy Moore was absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. You watched that. One of, one of the greats. And to kick four goals against a guy who's looking like going All-Australian as a defender, um, great. Had a pretty average one against Geelong. I think that was expected that three games back in, he's going to dip in form. And yeah. also, probably the other guy who's going to go All-Australian, Mark Blitzarv's just towed him up completely. Yeah. And now, what, what if anything, concerns you about us? Because it's a Friday night. Mm. On, I mean, it's not the big stage, it's the SCG, but, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty marquee game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he's, if he's playing, you can never put a line through, buddy. 
uh, even though Hurley towed him up last year at that game that Eddie had and just had the best of him, you can never put a line through a bloke like that. Um, you know what he's going to do. My, I feel like for us, it's more about us beating our own demons. If we start, <laughs> if we start chopping it up and turning the ball over, your 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 good players will be able to just to rebound it back and get the better of us. Um, a big concern of mine is our ruckman because Tom Bell Chambers, who's not the fastest and fittest man going around. There's questions if he's going to play. And our prodigy young Ruckman, who is going to be making his debut, has done an ACL. Oh, jeez. Big Sammy Draper, who has rare take the game by storm. So, Treebeard, Zach Clark. Oh, then yeah. we might be in for a win here, yeah. boys, yeah. if we're so, up against Treebeard. Yeah, if Treebeard's coming in, then... <laughs> Look out for sinkers to have 35 touches and 100 in outs, basically. <laughs> He'll be back in the boats next week, boys. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, and then probably the last man, and I mean, I've spoken on this show before about how much I rate him, is Isaac Haney. He could definitely take the game by the scruff of his neck. Um, we hope so. If he gets the, if <laughs> That's he, the plan. Yeah, if he gets the ball in the right right parts. But as you guys said to me uh, upstairs, we're having a chat, I think just your key defensive outs is really going to be an issue. Even though our forward line isn't at its best, Uh if you've got Danaher down there, you've got Stringer, um, you maybe have Jimmy Stewart if he comes back. There's question marks about that. Um, but the obviously other big one is Fantasia and Tipper. But I think that's where we'll stretch you. But, yeah, there's not too many guys I'm super worried about because, yeah, you guys just haven't had much good form really. <laughs> Yeah. It's fair enough. Usually I clip you, but I you've can't been really clip you've you been tuning that. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have I, I I have I have been listening of your game style. Yes, a lot of running carry, a lot of spread, mm. quick kicking. Yes, small ground the SCJ. Small wet ground. No matter the, no matter the conditions, the SCJ always slippery, always wet. Yeah, because they love to get the hose out, especially when the dons are coming. So <laughs> I've looked. I've actually looked at the weather up in Sydney, and I, it's going to be eighteen degrees and cloudy, dry conditions. But uh, it'll yeah, be yeah. It'll, it'll be, be, it'll be, be a bloody slip and slide. It'll be a swamp out there, <laughs> and uh, I know Josh Kennedy will be licking his lips. So hopefully the boys have got got the grippo on, and they can, uh, uh, you know, get the ball out. But uh, David Myers was rested or managed, quote unquote. For those listeners, I just did some air quotes. Uh, David Myers was managed, and a lot of people were like, "Good, never bring him back." And I'm like, "Nah, this is pretty good because." Slow SCG football, which will be super contested, is David Meyer's bread and butter. So hopefully he can get a get a hold of it and get it out to Sheil or Zaki or McKenna and then they'll turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're hoping for anyway. Did yeah. I just say that? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, sort of Rampy and Alir can sort of take care of Danaher down there and this is where our back six, Mills, those type of players have to lift on a, on a really real style. Of Are you sending ramps down here? Because I know he's nah, had the better in or is it no, I think, I think it's got to be a Lear. It, it's a Lear, but a Lear will... Yeah. I think it's still a Lear playing off him and, and still doing what he's Try been doing. Try heading the other way. Yep. And still right. just yep. kind of trying to play to his strength as he has all year. Um, more so, what... It, I mean, you boys. What do you what do you reckon? What, what do we need uh, to bring? Uh, Aaliyah, um to to Danaher, but it, I think we'll just be repeating ourselves if we say anything more. It's very clear. Give George Stewart a a role. I, I would say on Shield for mine. Um, Isaac Heaney. I want him in the midfield. I want Mills in the midfield. I want Parker and Kennedy up forward. They can kick a few goals. Scoreboard pressure, boys. Yeah. I reckon just we could probably do it. A bit of composure for mine. Composure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just taking that extra second with the ball and hit that target and not necessarily bomb away down the line. Yeah. It's it's 
it's easy stuff, but that's what we have. We have to go back to basics yeah. now. We're struggling at 1-6, and we just need to build some confidence with the ball in hand. Yeah, I've got one last one for you, boys, for me. Now, I haven't watched a lot of you guys this season. I know you've been blooding some youngsters. So who's who's the man I should be looking out for that's showing a bit of something? Dawson. Dawson. Jordan Dawson. Dawson. Uh, and give, me, give, me, give me a one-minute summary. Who is Jordan Dawson? Mate, started the season. He's my man Jay- for one. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Ben, sorry, yeah, I'm not, you're not allowed that. No <laughs> way. He's, he's Isaac, I you, Isaac Henniest. I believe you quoted on the Instagram that he was my man. One of your men. <laughs> but he's one of everyone's men. And you left me hanging on that, by the way. I was hoping you'd come couldn't, back to me. Couldn't log in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that old chestnut. Um, Jordan Dawson, gun, uh, great user of the footy. Yep. Um, at the moment, he's actually, even when we're not, when it's not going our way, he just kind of gets into some pretty dangerous areas. Yep. Um, and he's tough as well. Yeah, he's tough. He's tall, but he's mm. quite aerobic. Yep. So he's, he's, got, he's got plenty of great... Great building blocks. Yeah, sure. had, a, had a big breakout game against uh, the Tigers at yep. Etihad. Just sort of, he's playing sort of a more key forward target, third tall. Okay. Then they moved him onto a wing, a bit more freedom, and to be able to use his foot school good. skills as well. So okay. Good versatility. So he'll probably get a, a Redmond or a Ridley from us manning up on him. He's a forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, uh, hopefully he yeah, gets a bit more freedom. That's the word we like to use at the moment. Freedom. But, um, 100%. How many, uh, how many goals do we need to kick for Horse to get sacked? To eight, no, it'd have to be infinity because he he won't get sacked. If he hasn't been sacked the last two seasons, he's not getting sacked. Okay, his contract's up at the end of next season. Also, he's now the uh, holds the record for most games coached for the Swannies. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere soon. Love that. So we're going to have to deal with this. Um, Mads uh, verdict for the weekend. For Friday night? Uh, I'm going to say the Swannies by a goal after the siren, one point. <laughs> Rowan. Rowan-esque. Uh, I, re- Mark, I reckon Papley, Mark, Papley after Mark. the siren. Oh, Papley. Gross. <laughs> Deeps, what do you think? Yeah, Swans by a couple. The Dons might struggle on the SCG with their type of game style. Hopefully you can bring that contested brand and just go bang and get the season rolling again. That would be nice. Hopefully. Yeah, would love, would love that. Mm. How many of this one's going to win by Robbie? Negative uh, twenty five. Uh, Arazio is going to get back out in the park after his mystery virus that he's had for two weeks, and he's going to snag one forward. strike, two strikes, yeah. uh, six strikes. Apparently, no, I don't know. Uh, apparently, he's got a virus. But who's sick for two weeks these days? Don't know. Uh, I think he'll kick four goals and we'll uh, get the chocolate. Quick, here's a good stat for you guys. Last five wins, Essen's had. Tipper's kicked twenty goals. Yes. Last five losses. Nothing. Zero. So just go to Tipper. Go to Tipper. All sorted. No. Sit on him. No. Just if we're, if he's scoring, <laughs> it means we're going to win. Yeah. That's yeah. Basically, it. Yeah. I can see us putting a bit of a press on. Yeah. I feel like if there's a side, if there's a ground, if there's conditions uh, that are going to that are going to finally suit us yeah. in terms of bringing a bit of contested ball. Yeah. I'm really, really hoping that yeah. our ball, our old balls mark. can go to go to work, and we can actually get the ball going forwards, yeah. and we can keep it inside fifty. Yeah, well, I if reckon we can do that. I reckon we run away winners, maybe three, four goals. Well, whoever is the groundsman at the SCG, for your guys' sake, they should call up the CFA and get one of those huge planes <laughs> to do the water bombing and just carpet bomb the ground <laughs> about an hour before with water, and uh, you'll win easy. So take it out, uh, going around the grounds, Mads. Bulldogs versus the Lions. Lions. At Mars. Lions. Sure that uh, that's in Ballarat. So ah, the you, Ballarations. You can't imagine 
you can't imagine that uh, the the Brisbane players would be terribly used to the Ballarat weather. But uh, look, I still think they'll win. Lions, Lions, Pies versus Carlton, Pies, Pies, uh, Suns versus the Doys, Suns, Suns, yeah, Suns, uh, yeah, Suns, yes. yes. Robbie, butt out, would you mate? <laughs> uh, St Kilda versus the Eagles, Eagles, uh, Saints. At Marvel. Saints. Yeah, Saints are done. Saints. No, Saints aren't done. Yeah, no, it's the Eagles. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Crows. The da, the showdown. Showdown. Port Crowies. Adelaide. Crowies. Yeah, Port Adelaide. Uh, it will be North Melbourne and the Cats up next. Cats Marvel. will uh, annihilate. Hopefully <laughs> put North Melbourne out yeah. of business. Uh, Hawks versus the Giants. 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 Dangerous. And we are looking at the Tigs versus Frio. Frio are just closing that every Where's single that? round. That's over at Optus. Potentially really good game. Yeah. Potentially. Oh, is, oh, that, oh, is that the oh, twilight on the Sunday? Yeah. Not bad. That'll be good viewing. Good times. And I've got the Monday off, Rob. Oh, you better you, believe it. Oh, you Come around to mine. Four. We'll have a few beers. Big Everyone's four. Welcome. Tip of the Absolutely. Uh, it'll be the Dockers for mine. Yep. Beautiful. I reckon that'll do us, boys. It will. This has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Make sure to check us out on all the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Madison, Dave, thanks for joining. Never a chore, Betty. Robbie, thanks for calling in. Good stuff. (laughs) This has been Betty Andrew for True Bloods. Until next week, speaking words of wisdom. Up up the swatties. swatties.